number three of the Bill Michaels Show on this Wednesday edition. Talking some uh, Packers football. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Stoley's Hog Alley, Stoles Old 109. Up there in Watertown, beautiful place, but Stoley's Hog Alley continues to be open through the construction. I can't wait for that place to get done. Uh, the uh, drawings of what it's going to look like are fantastic. And to uh, to still be able to celebrate and uh, a little bit of summer that's left out there on that upper deck patio, uh, maybe a good cigar, ride on over on a motorcycle, get some good food, because Jeff, Jeff Chef over there has got a, a great selection of food. Uh, but the kitchen's still open. They're still serving. It's it just is a big construction site right now, though. So they have the tent outside, still food going on. But Stolzel 109 is fantastic. And uh, if you get to either place, uh, whether it's right there in Oconomowoc in Summit or up at uh, Watertown, both places are great and the people are even better. Um, this one's from George who says Devondre Campbell was a huge roll of the dice and they hit the jackpot with him. So do you believe the front office has gone all in, though? Do you believe the front office has gone all in? Because maybe they just knew something, that Devondre Campbell was going to be that good because they were all that, he, he would excel in the Barry system, you know? 877-867-1670. Uh, our buddy Mike Clemens uh, on the line right now, live from up in Green Bay. Michael, how you doing? Um, vertical. Uh, I'm standing right here in the end zone, and I was, you know the pictures we post on the Twitter account? Um, yes. taking pictures of... Rodgers and Love and Ben Kurt taking reps, throwing corner routes to Sammy Watkins and uh, to Christian Watson. And then all of a sudden, 87 goes down and out, and the ball's overthrown. And he, he you know, he was looking inside, and I, I made the right move. I stepped to the left just in time to be uh, avoid being run over by uh, Romeo Dubs, the uh, fourth-round pick. <laughs> So I'm, so I'm going to back off the sidelines now and talk to you. How's that sound? We're inside. No problem. We're, yeah. It's, it's raining here in Green Bay, so unfortunately we're not outdoors at the Ray Nischke Field, which means the fans can't watch today's practice. But we're inside, and they got a long practice plan today inside the Hudson Center to the second day of minicamp. So, Mike, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers yesterday said that he wanted to re, uh, retire a Green Bay Packer, but he wasn't going to put a date on it. Did you get a sense? Did I get a sense of what? Did you get a sense that Aaron Rodgers, I mean, obviously he wants to be a Green Bay Packer, and it looks like all the troubles from the past are now just that in the past. But did you get a sense if he's looking at just this season or if he's looking further down the road? Yeah, Bill, he, I mean, he also specified, um, you know, he, he's back, I think, to beautiful mystery mode in that, all right, look, he's here, he's committed. He said, I committed to this year in March. Uh, yeah, I was in contact with Devontae Adams daily, but it got to the point where the guy was just saying, look, I, I want to move to Vegas for family and other reasons. So they tried to help each other out. I mean, he, he put that right out there. They tried to help each other out. He, Aaron Rodgers said that 80% of their plays, passing plays, were called as Devontae Adams as the target. I don't know if that's the right way to run an offense. I don't care how good your combination is. Anyway, uh, both men got paid. Uh, Aaron is sorry to see him go at the end of the day, though. Aaron Roberts, Rogers says, it's not my job. It's really not my role to try and sell him on staying with the Packers another couple of years. So he was ready to move on, knowing that there's a good chance that Devontae was not going to be back when he signed his paperwork and came in here. Now he comes in here. He looked, Rogers looked great yesterday. 
I mean, great. You know, it used to take far uh, a couple of weeks in training camp to really get it going. And Rogers looks like he's been here for three weeks of these OTAs. He looks fresh. He's having fun. He's talking to all the young guys. He talked for 20 minutes to the media. The local media make that, not the national media or Pat show. The local media put it all out on the table. So he's going to try and be a positive force and, and back on track. There's even that one photo of him at a local grocery store stocking up uh, for his house. And he ran into a Green Bay area mom and her little daughter and posed for a selfie with those two that kind of went viral. So, you know, Rogers is all in and all set. I mean, he, he's a complicated guy. There's a lot of things he still is going to say and do differently. But um, well, I asked LaFleur about it today, and LaFleur said, yeah, you know, you're right. You know, you haven't seen the guy throw in four months, and you almost sort of forget about it. And he comes out here, and the first day, it's just like he's just in another level when he throws that football out here. That was going to be, uh, I, I mean, I know throwing the football is fantastic, but it's the guys he's throwing too. One of the things that I thought was interesting was he had said that these guys will be ready whether I'm here or not. We kind of got the indication that he's not going to be at the next voluntary camp, right? Right. There's some more OTAs next week. You know, he's doing his part. He's showing his guys. They're touching a little bit on, you know, his cadence in what he wants in the performations. I mean, he was just doing this here in the simple drill where the, all the receivers and the running backs, by the way, man, you see A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones going off for a lot of passes. Uh, even Mark Murphy, the CEO of the team, said in his letter to the fans over the weekend, uh, you're going to see Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon a lot more involved in the passing game with the departure of Devontae Adams, MVS, and others. So, you know, it, the cat's out of the bag. They're going to use it. And even in their loss to the 49ers, what was their biggest pass play? to Aaron Jones down the right sideline, wide open. Right. And, you know, you've you got to wonder, Bill, if if the, a more diversified offense rather than Devontae Adams for allegedly 80% of your passing plays keeps a defense guessing a little bit more uh, when you're in a game. So, my, real quick, Mike, I know you got to run here shortly, but, uh, you know, do you get the sense that this is not – and first of all, I know that uh, there was some talk about Sammy Watkins being a bigger receiver than a lot of people maybe thought he was, and he's he's maybe a bigger target. But do you get the sense that Aaron Rodgers has a lot of comfort with these guys, that he's he feels good from what he's heard and what he's witnessed so far? Or do you think that he's kind of like, hey, uh, Randall Cobb's going to coach him up. He'll get him ready for me when I come back for training camp. Exactly. I mean, we're going to be two and a half weeks into training camp. Then we're going to have joint practices with the Saints. And you're going to see some guys start dropping balls and their legs getting heavy. And Aaron Rodgers complaining about who he can trust and who he can't trust. And he'll let you know who's emerging and who needs to pick up their game. He, that, that part of Aaron's not going to change. He's going to use that platform at his locker once a week with the media and, and probably set the record straight. I don't see him changing that. You know, as for Sammy Watkins, let's face it, you know, the Ravens moved on. I mean, he started, He had a great start to the season. Maybe he and his agent didn't know if hanging with, you know, uh, Lamar was a real good future in terms of a, hooking up with a quarterback is a good passer. But Sammy's, you know, in good health now, run a lot of routes, looks like a veteran who's trying to pick up, you know, a new offense. He's got connections with the wide receivers coach, Jason Vrabel, and, you know, and even a little floor down the line. So, you know, that's, that's not a bad fit, but I, that wide receiver job with still no Lazard, you know, signing or in here yet, um, that is wide open, and everybody knows that here. Uh, later, we're going to talk to Sammy today. We're also going to talk to Jair Alexander, 
for the first time coming back from that broken shoulder he suffered last year against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then over there on the rehab area today, Bill, it's Dean Lowry on the exercise machine. He has not been on the field, your defensive lineman, along with a Robert Tunyon and, you know, the, the tight end trying to come back from the ACL and a couple of those guys. So uh, that's an interesting thing to see. There's four or five guys still over there rehabbing as we could take attendance today at practice to see who wasn't ready in June to go 100%. So, Mike, uh, with Dean Lowry over there, I know that, uh, you know, they're trying to get everybody back and ready for training camp. They haven't talked much about injuries at all, have they? No, they don't. They don't want to get into it. It's not like they, you know, it's not like they got a game on Sunday. Uh, that's part of their deal, too. So you're not really going to get LaFleur to talk about that. But if the player's in the locker room, then we'll, we'll, we'll descend upon them. Um, and, you know, yesterday we had some great conversations with Mercedes Lewis, and then with the younger receivers, I got to talk to Christian Watson and Romeo Doves and uh, even Amari Rogers, who, you know, had some pretty revealing statements about, you know, how disappointing his rookie season went. And he's not going to put it just all in the fact that suddenly at the last minute they end up trading for Randall Cobb to, you know, uh, take care of Aaron Rodgers' checklist and the wish list. But, you know, they, they did trust him enough, Amari Rodgers, the third-round pick at wide receiver and special teams to return in the game against the 49ers. But, you know, he talked about he's lost some weight. He uh, feels he's more tone. And so, you know, I think the Packers are hoping that here's a guy who's had a full second-year offseason in Green Bay working out and getting himself in better shape and hopefully better mentally so that he can compete for one of those positions. The other thing I thought was interesting is yesterday during the 11 on that they were running, you know, some of the writers are just lathering as to who's going to be the slot corner, who's going to be the star, because when Joe Barry right. came to Green Bay, he talked about how important that position is. And we know that if you, if it's done right, like when they moved Woodson from corner to safety to the nickel, I mean, Woodson ended up becoming defensive player of the year because he was so smart, so experienced, so instinctive, so good fundamentally that he could he could tackle running backs, he could play the ball he could get picks on short passes he could cover over the middle on third down so they're looking to see if they, they can do that and yesterday it was rasul douglas they put in that spot not a jair but a rasul douglas who's a bigger guy a little bit more of a that hybrid linebacker feel and maybe he could be the candidate at the slot corner which would just be awesome if you can have those two speedy corners and jair and stokes on the corners and rasul playing the star that could be pretty awesome well, anything else interesting, Mike, that kind of caught your eye, so to speak, or maybe even caught your ear? Special teams, though, and I asked LaFleur about it today. I go, because to me, you know, the, one of the biggest things for this three-day minicamp, structure of practice. Here's what we want to get done on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Here's the different periods, and, man, special teams just look different. I thought I was, like, in Seattle or something. I mean, it, it just looked different. The equipment they're using, the squads. Um, the, the drills that they were doing, and as Rich Passaccia, the new special teams coach, all over, vocal, po- being positive, but such the educator, and it just looks like there's more strategy involved. And well, first said, yeah, yeah, we're restructuring that special. He just came right out and said, we're giving more team in practice to special teams. Obviously, why? 
Was, you know, I know they're going to put a, a lot of emphasis on that, but is there one area that you can t- say this is the area that we're, we're focusing on or is there something else? Is, is it just kind of an overall uh, approach by Bisacci because so many areas of that was bad? I'm trying to look at formations on like a punt or kick or field goal protection. And some of the formations look the same. It's the different kinds of personnel, though. I mean, it looks like he's using more of the bigger guys rather than, say, linebackers for just coverage. But the other thing is, you know what? He, I see him working with guys' eyes, just like the receivers coach and the quarterback coach works in the passing games. He's stopping and going to guys on the protection line for punt or field goal and stopping and saying, now look, now where are your, where are your eyes at? You, you need to look at this guy first, like at the linebacker position, then you look at the coverage. Then you look at the sideline. So he's, that's one thing where you see detail that I've never seen in Green Bay through Slocum and Zook and all those other guys is that kind of detail. So that must be what they're doing, in, at least in the classroom, and when they've got that session out here on the field. Mike, great stuff as always, bud. Appreciate it, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll touch base again. If anything breaks up there, I'm sure you'll let us know. Always rolls with do, Bill. Thank you, pal. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mike Clemens joining us for a couple of minutes on the highline. Good stuff from Mike checking in from up in Green Bay. Stay tuned. we got a lot more to get to. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends over there at San Giorgio and Calderon. I'm stopping down there tonight, as a matter of fact, on my way over to uh, Bud Light Live, or uh, Wednesday Night Live. Stopping down to see Gino and uh, and uh, Robin and everybody uh, down there. I just haven't been down there in a while. I've been trying to make it a point to get down there. I haven't had a chance to see him, but I've been hankering, hankering. For some really, 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 really good Italian food. And I haven't been down there in a while. And uh, Not to mention, uh, you know, look, you got a pizza and, and a dish with your name on it. You got to get down there and grub down on that stuff. Pair it up with Cider Boys every now and then. Oh, that's a good way to go. Say hi to our buddy Gino if you're going down before or after the Brewers game. And uh, stop in to San Giorgio, get some pizzas, some really good, authentic Napolitana Italian-style pizza over there at San Giorgio, which is fantastic. They pair it up with Cider Boys. Good stuff from our friends uh, up north of Point Brewing as well. They work well together down there at San Giorgio and over at Napoli, over at uh, San Giorgio and uh, Calderon Club. Calderon Club, best Italian food you're ever going to get. It's just, it just is. Uh, so let's do this. We'll step away, take a quick break. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Coming down, as you can see, if you're following on the Bud Light live stream, rain is a coming down. It's been raining, uh, I mean, steady coming up for a while now. So maybe it'll stop at some point. I know my uh, I planted some new grass, and every time I went to water it, they said, well, it's going to rain today. So I didn't water it. So I think it dried out for a while, and over the last 
I don't know, about four or five days. We've gotten rain on and off, some misty stuff over the weekend. And then today, obviously, a little bit yesterday. And finally, I'm starting to see some sprouts come up. I just haven't cut that area of grass for a while. And the patches that are bare are still bare. And you're starting to see a little bit of green. But the other patches, holy mackerel, it's, it's a foot and a half high now, the way it's been going. But that's okay. Hopefully, by the end of, end of maybe the week, I'll see a little bit more greenery around there uh gary says uh, lol the packers trying to fill a round hole with a square peg in typical packers front office fashion gary what the hell do you mean by that gary what do you mean by trying to fill a round hole with a square peg in typical packers front office fashion what does that specifically mean do you feel that they haven't gone all in do you feel like they've done something erroneous here or haven't done enough maybe might be the best way to put it 877-867-1670-877-867-1670 uh give us a shout do you feel like they're uh they're 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 not doing it properly um cheddarball says he thinks he's referencing using the running backs to make up for the uh, for the lack of a wide receiver. No, you know what? Uh, they're going to use everybody. But the years that they had just Julian Edelman with Brady, what, do you think they were just trying to fill a, a square hole with a round peg? I mean, they had Gronk, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't two spectacular wideouts. Rodney says, by the way, sun shining in God's country, that's lacrosse. I think that that big blob of crap that was moving across the state has uh, started to exodus the western portion of the state. So kudos to you. Yeah, tomorrow I think is going to be a nice day. But I, what do you mean square peg and round hole? I Look, if they dink and dunk their way all the way down the field, who cares? Right? Seriously, who cares? If they are able to move the football and they're able to go to Jones and then quickly over to Tanyan and then maybe move the sticks with Mercedes Lewis, run the ball a couple times, then come right back to Sammy Watkins over the middle or Amari Rogers or Randall Cobb on a breakdown play. Alan Lazard gets a couple of touches. Who cares? Who cares? The only area that I have a true concern with, the only one, is in the area of two-minute drill. Because will you be able to move the ball with what you have? That's the only area that I have a concern with. Other than that, I don't have a lot of concern. Not a lot. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. I, I don't have a ton of concern with the offense. I, I, I really don't. I think the offensive line, as long as it comes back and Bakhtiari's able, if Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins come in midseason and they're both good and you've got the backup of Yash and I, I mean, you still have your Runyon and Myers and company. Okay, you have all of that. I think you have one of the best offensive lines in football. If indeed they return to form. You'll have one of the best offensive lines in football. I think you're going to be able to do numerous dynamic things. You're going to be able to run the football. You're going to be able to – no, you're not going to run it with gashing success, 
but you're going to be able to get around the outside. You're going to be able to run it north-south. And you've got two really good wide receivers that can come out of the backfield. Uh, because I A.J. Dillon went away last year in the offseason and figured out how to catch a pass. I, I I admire him for that. He's He's done a hell of a job. He's become a legitimate threat, a usable, a more usable back than just a plow through on a third down possession back. He made himself valuable in that sense. And you saw how valuable he was once he went down in the uh, San Francisco game when they couldn't run the ball up the gut because they didn't have their offensive line set. They needed him. So they have a legitimate threat there. I think the tight end position, while it's not spectacular, not even top five, not even maybe top ten in the National Football League, I think the return of Tanya, if indeed he has his speed after the knee injury, I think he'll be he'll solidify that ability to say, not necessarily get way downfield, but 10, 15 yards, find that seam every now and then. He'll be able to do that. I don't have a big concern with that, and, and that'll just do nothing but add to the offense. Mercedes Lewis is Mercedes Lewis. Dominic Daphne, the same. Mercedes Lewis is a possession guy. If, you, if it's third and five, he'll give you third and seven. If it's third and four, he'll give you third and five. He'll pick up the sticks, and he can block well. So there's, there's really not a terrible weakness there. I think we're all looking at the loss of Devontae Adams and putting our, our, our face in our hands going, oh, my God, what are they going to do? And I don't think that's necessary. And I still think, I still think there is going to be another deal made before it's all said and done. I still think there's going to be another deal made. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, what the administration is not doing that maybe they could go all in, I would have liked to hear that they made an offer to Will Fuller. That's Paul and Manasha. They still may. They still may. I'm not to say they don't. Um, our buddy Stephen Richfield says, Good day, Bill. First of all, hater doubters out there. He had one bad outing, no big deal. I recall that wasn't long, too long ago when Devin Williams had a couple of bad outings and Corbin Burns has now had two rough starts, and they're both fine. Uh, I'm not the least bit worried about Josh Hader, and if the Brewers' offense gets a few more runs – can play a few more runs in the bottom of the ninth. That's a different story. As far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned, it's good to hear he's going to be a Packer for life. I think the approach to this year is fine. Uh, this year is this year, and Jordan Love either makes or breaks his future as a Packer. Either way, I think the Packers look to the future at quarterback in next year's draft. By the way, you can ask Mike Clemens about the progress of Amari Rodgers to date. Uh, as they have stated, Amari Rodgers, best shape of his life. <laughs> That's what you hear a lot of this time of year. Best shape of his life. Speaking of Mercedes Lewis, we're going to hear from Mercedes Mercedes Lewis coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Mike had a, a, a good back and forth with him. So we're going to give you some of his uh, his questions and answers coming up. So that's Mercedes Lewis. Stick around for that. We've got a lot of that coming up a little bit later on today. This portion of your program, it's brought to you by our friends over at New Mail Medical. By the way, we're going to talk with Will Salmon coming up next. And uh, he just uh, wrote an article uh, about Josh Hader and the street coming to an end and such. But he's been up close and personal with this team. We're going to get a little more insight as to what's going on specifically with your Brewers to see if uh, how much hope you should have 
I think that's the best way to put it. We can talk about them getting to the postseason, but how much hope should you have beyond that? We'll talk about that when we come back. New Mel Medical, though, helping guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders. All you got to do is they have numerous locations. One phone number, 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. Give them a shout. And uh, you can go ahead and get scheduled, whether it's ED, which they have a 98% success rate at treating. Go see the doctors there. 98%, all but guaranteeing they can help you out. Then there's low T. That's when you're moody, you're up and down, you're kind of sluggish, you're just dragging ass all the time. You can't figure out why. You're getting sleep, you're eating healthy, all that, but it's just not working. Could be low T. And low T not only helps you sleep better at night, but then you feel more rested and refreshed during the day. It has a big circle effect. And also starts to take a little bit of weight off the middle. Then there's the all-in-one weight loss program. That's fantastic. And, yes, it works. Check out our friends at New Mail Medical, 414-455-4451, 414-455-4451. Check them out. Tell them we sent you. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Going to talk some Brewers baseball with Will Salmon right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Yeah, for sure. We had, we've had a couple. We've also had a few injuries, and uh, we got guys coming back from them now. So uh, we just got off a long road trip. Had a little off day or a couple days ago, which got us a little refreshed. So we should, we're all right. It's just part of the game, man. So you. You go through streaks where you're winning a bunch, and then you go through little ones where you're losing. Just try to just try to minimize the losing ones and uh, keep keep your head straight and uh, go out there and try to win ball games. That's all you're trying to do, Tyrone Taylor. A little bit earlier today, the Brewers center fielder joining us on the hotline and talk a little bit more about uh, about the Brewers. Uh, we've got our buddy Will Salmon with us, and uh, Will uh, obviously uh, talking a little bit about last night's, uh, well, we'll talk about the blown save, but uh, coming out of the athletic, Josh Hader sees his record-tying scoreless streak and end in a dramatic way against the Phillies, now joining us on the hotline. Will, how you doing, man? Doing really well, trying to, uh, yeah, kind of make sense of the slide for the Brewers, but uh, other than that, doing really well. So let's start with uh, the slide for the Brewers. Um, over the last four games, it hasn't looked good, obviously. It wasn't a great road trip. They had some opportunities go by the wayside, even though they're banged up. They ended up 9-9 nine and nine in those 18 games uh, prior to the off day. But uh, they let a couple slip away against the Cubs, and then they had some freakish things happen injury-wise. But do you look at this team as glasses half full or glasses half empty right now? Well, I kind of look at it like, Hey, they could have easily had a seven-game losing streak, actually, because they had to win that game against, uh, I believe it was the Padres, where they they kind of had no business sort of winning that game until the very last inning, of course. Um, and so they could easily be even worse than it looks right now. Uh, that said, they have added some injuries, like you said. A lot of teams have had some injuries, though. They've had to add to the injuries. They've had a pretty grueling schedule, so it's kind of come at a bad time. Um, but, but really, like, what this stretch has kind of highlighted is a little bit of, like, their issues offensively because Brandon Woodruff went down with an injury, so did Freddie Peralta, and the thought was, okay, this is going to test their pitching staff a little bit, but their pitching has been the least of their concerns, um, notwithstanding what happened in the ninth inning yesterday. But 
uh, the starting pitching has been very good. It's been kind of the offense that has really lagged behind and has been sort of the difference in the wins and losses, in my opinion. The uh, the offensive lack thereof firepower uh, and a lot of guys just struggling right now. Um, you, there's so many second-guessers when it comes to who should bat where and what lineup he should be using. Uh, to me, it's just like if one guy's hitting and, and nobody else is, that's one thing. And if nobody's hitting really consistently, that's another thing. But give me your thoughts on the offense right now of this team. Well, you hope that Willie Adamas makes an impact right away, right? Because he's capable of doing that. We know that. Uh, but that's kind of asking a lot from somebody who hasn't been in a – who hasn't had a major league at that in a little while now. They got Hunter Renfro back last night, so that's two guys. They were even without Luis Arias for a couple of days, and he was back in the lineup yesterday as well. So that's all great. They may be without Colton Wong for a couple of days, it looks like, maybe. Um, that's up in the air. He's listed as day-to-day for now, so we'll see when we get to the clubhouse today what the status of him is. And, you know, they can't really afford too many more injuries because they don't really have – really anybody that's that's hot right now. And so, like, we could talk about the lineup and, like, where to bat who uh, in regards to maybe Christian Yelich, for that matter, who has batted either second or third all season, um, despite his overall numbers. Uh, but it's kind of like, okay, well, what's the solution then if you drop him? Um, there's not really a great one, but they are they do have options now, though. Uh, I know Yelich had a two-hit day yesterday, but the first hit wasn't, you know, all that. It was kind of a weak ground ball that – Nobody was occupying that space, so it got through. Um, still, it counts, so there it is. But, yeah, that, like they have options now. Um, they're going to need these guys who have just gotten back to the lineup to produce because without them, they weren't able to, to really get much going. Um, and it bears saying, though, like with these guys in the lineup, they were pretty competent, right? It was like they mm-hmm. had their issues, but at least they were hitting some home runs and at least that they were getting on base and, and kind of doing some things and doing enough to win games when this lineup was healthy. So uh, you can look at it that way, and I think you should look at it that way to be fair to them. So uh, let's start with the outfield. Obviously, Lorenzo Cain just having a, a real, really tough struggle. I know that he had stated openly that he just is kind of lost right now. What do you do with him? I would not have him start as many games as they were having him start uh, at the beginning of the season. That's for sure. It just he hasn't gotten he hasn't gotten going offensively, and he has not shown signs of being on the cusp of that either. For that matter, he's just he's behind on the fastball. He hasn't been able to make contact on the fastball this season so far. And like you said, he's been open about his struggles, saying, "You know, I haven't really been able to figure it out." That's clear. Uh, Tyrone Taylor has played okay. Um, he's had some good spurts, and then he's had some games where you know he hasn't been able to kind of carry that over. But for the most part, he's been pretty solid, and he's a good option in center field. And you have Yelich in left, and you know Renfro in right for that matter with McCutcheon at DH, and who could fill in at the corner spots. And I think that's what you go with right now with those guys healthy. And you have Lorenzo Cain off the bench or, you know, in, as a defensive replacement or somebody like we saw last night who could kind of pinch run for now. Um, that's kind of where he's at uh, at this point. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, they sort of told that to Lorenzo Cain, according to him, um, and that was going to be his role until Renfro got hurt. So now that Renfro's back, I sort of expect with the way that he, with the way Cain was swinging it, um, just wasn't able to get going. I expect that to be the case. The, uh, the Obviously, the Christian Yelich uh, saga continues. He gets a couple of hits last night, but he, up until that point, he was 0 for June. He's been epically struggling. 
I, you know, there's so many things that are being said about Christian Yelich. What do you see? I see a guy that hasn't really found it as far as his timing goes and as far as I don't, I don't want to speak to his confidence, but it just doesn't seem like he's at a point right now where he's feeling all that great at the plate. I think we see that with his at-bats. And, you know, right now he's, since that cycle game, you know, I really thought that maybe he was turning a corner there, that there was some there, there was some hope in that department um, for that to happen. But since that game, he's led, he's led all the baseball in ground outs or ground ball percentage. His ground ball rate's hovering around 65 70%, which is really, really high. It's, like I said, nobody in baseball is – is up there um and then right now that's what three almost four week stretch at this point so uh it's been a little while where we've seen him struggle um again he's totally capable of having another two-week stretch like he did last month where he was batting like 350 and and things were looking better totally capable of that uh but right now uh yesterday notwithstanding he doesn't seem like the timing is where it needs to be. Uh, I don't really have a great answer as to why that's the case or, or really how that happened. I think we could all speculate on the reasons for that. Uh, but I do think it's telling that the Brewers really have never really said, uh, you know, they haven't really supplied us with great answers on it when they've been asked about it. So I think that tells us all we need to know. It's, it's really perplexing. It really is to have somebody um, go from being the best hitter in baseball, arguably, to, to where he's at now, which was, you know, frustrating to see from a Brewers fan's perspective. I get that. Uh, but right now, I, I don't have really any easy answers on why. I think we could all spot uh, what's been troubling and what, what the issues are. Again, like Kane, he, he struggled against fastballs as well. And the pitchers are pounding him inside, and he's been rolling them over or, you know, hitting ground balls to the right side for the most part against them. So um, until we see that change, it's hard to believe that things will, you know, spark back up again for Yelich. So let me ask you this. How much do you get into the analytics of this guy has a terrific hard hit category, an exit velocity? It's just a launch angle, and he's not putting the ball out of the ballpark. It's just right at somebody. Well, it's great that he's hitting the ball hard, and, and he still is for the most part, even in that stretch that I outlined after his cycle game. But it means less when he's not barreling balls and he's not getting the, you know, the right part of the bat and he's not driving it. Um, to the outfield, right? Like, because what good is a hard hit ball if it's a ground out to second base or to the first baseman? It doesn't really help you that much. So, even if you're hitting it 100 miles an hour, right to the on the ground to the, to the second baseman or where they're positioning him with the shift or whatever it is, it's just not productive. So it doesn't really matter. Um, at mm-hmm. least that's the way I look at it for now. And it doesn't help also that he that he's been striking out more than usual. Um, that's been another issue for him lately, at least. Uh, hasn't been something that's been an issue all season, but again, last few weeks it's ticked back up to around thirty percent, which is way too high for him. Now, here's the next question. And by the way, we're talking with Will Salmon. You can get a hold of him over on Twitter at Will Salmon, covering the Brewers for the Athletics. So, you know, it, this coming into this year, it really looked like look, uh, they're pushing a lot of chips to the middle of the table. We talk about that so much regarding the Packers, but the Brewers looked as if they were doing it somewhat too. Now, the only area they didn't really go out and spend a ton of money on was first base. But they did bolster their outfield. We know that they were kind of expecting bounce-back years from Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich. But the pitching staff has been what's carried them. Now, does this team have enough offense? Because we we believe they're going to get to the postseason. But at this rate, with what we've seen today, how deep are they really realistically going to go? That's the question. I, like, I'm with you. I think that there's I, – I, uh, you know, I – if you if you're into wagering, I would I would bet a hefty sum that they make the playoffs, right? That's not the issue here. 
it's how far they can go and can they get over that hump of getting out of that you know getting out of the divisional round getting to a place where they could buy for the pennant um that that's really what that stake here for the brewers i would say that they need to add to their bullpen um they need to get some more help there but obviously they need some help offensively as well i i feel like i i like to at first base i think he's been fine uh, where I would like to see them add a bat is somebody that could be a little bit versatile and help with their DH even like somebody that could that could you could stick into the lineup and he can help you at first he can help you in the corner outfield he could be a DH for you I don't have great names on who that could be right now and I think it's kind of a fool's game with the Brewers because they tend to get some guys that you're like oh wow I didn't really think that that was on their radar uh, but it makes sense uh, but just generally speaking I, I think that it would behoove them to. Um, you know, trade from their farm system, even if they have to. They have to be open to that, in my opinion, um, to, to get another reliable, productive bat in their lineup. So uh, the pitching staff itself, with the loss of Freddie Peralta, Woodruff, uh, give me the updates. When do we expect Woodruff back, and how long do you expect Freddie Peralta to be gone? Because they said there's no timetable on that. Yeah, on, on Freddie Peralta, for, for me, it sounds like sometime in the second half at best, maybe like, uh, an August thing, and I'm just throwing that out there as a guess, uh, to be clear. But definitely not. Uh, definitely, it would be Brendan Woodruff who's coming back way sooner. Uh, so, uh, Woodruff seems like uh, it was a minor deal. They may have him go on a rehab assignment uh, pretty soon, I would imagine, just because uh, as much as he said that he would like to avoid that kind of thing, it, it is kind of a necessary step when you've been out of game action for a little while, like he has to kind of just, you know, what's the harm in get, getting you out there for, you know, a couple of innings, a few innings, just to kind of get back into a game environment. So I think that would be a, the next step for him. And he's probably pretty close. He, he's been throwing, he's been fine. It, it wasn't a major injury. So I would imagine he's back sooner rather than later. Um, but hey, I mean, like they, they've made it work. Aaron Ashby has gone into the rotation. He, he's been terrific. Uh, he's been really, really good since since joining the rotation. He was good before that. Um, so I, that, as long as he needs to be in the rotation with Freddie Peralta out, that should be fine, really. Um, and look, the guy who pitched last night, Jason Alexander, he does not have the stuff as these other guys, clearly, right? But he got the job done, and they should have won that game um, based on the way he pitched. They didn't, they didn't deserve to win based on the way they hit, but based on the way he pitched, he wasn't the issue. Uh, he threw strikes, and, and he pitched well when it mattered most with guys on base. So he's been fine, and I think their depth is pretty good. It's pretty okay. Uh, a lot of teams would be are enviable of their depth and the ability to have two, two guys that are all-star caliber pitchers leave your rotation and still be pretty fine. Uh, that's a good spot to be in. Will, always good to chat with you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, hopefully they turn things around. We'll talk more down the road, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Will, uh, Will Salmon. You can follow him on Twitter, at Will Salmon, S-A-M-M-O-N, covering the Brewers for The Athletic and uh, joining us for a couple of minutes here on the hotline. And it, it looks like, at least sounds like, good news for Brandon Woodruff to be coming back. And in addition to that, um, you know, if you get a few of the other positional players, like Willie Adamas that comes back and starts to create an impact, maybe this thing kind of gets back on track and and starts heading in the right direction. As you start to head towards the all-star break, you figure out what it is you truly have. Hopefully, knock on wood, no more injuries. And uh, then you continue to move forward and see what you can do in in the stretch run. Uh, Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up this portion of the program. Brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire winery wine and it is made for wisconsinites by wisconsinites in the surrounding areas however 
they they've won awards. And that's the best part about it is it's it's a it's legit. You know, people say, well, where is it? Is it you know, Wisconsin wines? And whoa, wait a minute. I actually went to a restaurant in Waukesha one time and a guy said, well, Wisconsin wines, we don't really do that. Even though they sell all Wisconsin, we're not great grapes. And it's not whoa, whoa. And I told the guy, so wait a minute. You've got some wineries here in the state that have won awards and they've beaten some of the California wines. So don't talk about Wisconsin wines in a negative light. And if people like it, who gives a blank? If you like it, whether it's ice in it, make it a spritzer with some 7-Up, or you like it popping a cork right out of the bottle. Just pour yourself a glass and sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Whites, reds, dessert wines, ciders, things that are carbonated, whatever it is, they've got it. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com, ForgottenFireWinery.com, and look for it in your grocery stores. Look for it at Woodman's. Look for it at Pick and Save. Look for it in your local discount liquor stores or over at Total Wine, all that kind of good stuff. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. How are we looking? Tonight, tonight, if you're not doing anything else, if you're not going to the Brewers game, not going out on Wednesday Night Live, uh, Albanese's Roadhouse, they have uh, bocce ball coming up tonight. Now, the rain looks to be moving out of the area prior to that, so that's a good thing. But uh, but uh, tonight, they've got bocce ball out front. If you're looking to uh, jump into a bocce ball league, fantastic, good stuff. Uh, by all means, um, you know, stop out and ask Joey. Hey, Joey, how we get into the bocce ball league? Albanese's Roadhouse, right there on Blue Mountain Road. Next to Menards, that's where you can find them. And it's just good people. Really, really fun time. Can't say enough about uh, about all that it is, all that it is that they do there. Because they just they just have fun. For lack of a better term, they just have fun. Uh 877-867-1670. Um if you want to give us a shout, by all means do so. Uh, this one is from uh, Andrew, who goes back to uh, the Packers chatter. He said, what about Odell Beckham Jr.? Odell Beckham Jr., uh, coming up in about midseason is when you're going to find out a little bit more about him. So when you talk about going all in for the Green Bay Packers, um, OBJ is going to get looks when you find out if indeed he's able to go. You know, he's got to he's got to prove that he's healthy. He's got to prove that he's ready. Um, he's got to prove to many teams that he, he can go out and cut and run and jump and everything else that he could uh, prior to. So when you ask me about OBJ, um, yeah, you're probably going to give him a look. And it wouldn't surprise me if they gave him an opportunity come midseason. But you're going to want to see if, um, you know, he's got that ability before you go out and say, hey, we're going to invest some money in him. Uh, but, you know, his agent's going to start calling people and saying he's good to go and come and take a look and watch him run around and watch him go through through workouts and such. And, and you know, if he's got that level of dedication to come back and still play with another team or two or three or whatever it happens to be, uh, he's he's probably looking for another deal. So, yeah, it wouldn't be a bad uh, it wouldn't be a bad get if indeed he's OBJ from what we saw last year. If he's not, you don't want anything to do with him. Because if he doesn't have that level of ability. Then you put into account that he also has then that, 
that little bit of baggage that follows him around, then maybe you don't want to go in that direction. But remember, he was a hell of a receiver with L.A., and that was with Matthew Stafford, a better quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, if indeed. Now, let me qualify this. If indeed he can play and has that same level of capability, then with a better quarterback, then what do you think he could do? That's another thing you have to think about. 877-867-1670. Coming up next, uh, Mercedes Lewis had a chance to chat with Mike Clemens and a few of the other media members. You're going to hear some of the Q&A back and forth with a big tight end for the Green Bay Packers, who as of right now is really the main guy because without Robert Tunyon, until he comes back, uh, Mercedes is probably going to get a, a yeoman's load of the work. So we're going to uh, we're going to hear from uh, Mercedes Lewis coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Pac fan says OBJ hasn't been good since 2016. He hasn't been OBJ since 2016, but he was good for the LA Rams. You can't deny that, and he would have been most likely the MVP of the Super Bowl had he not gone down with a knee injury. He was the most he was the most detrimental weapon to the Bengals at that point. Because he was moving a change pretty chains pretty consistently. He had some big catches. Not a ton. It wasn't like he had 20 catches for you know 250 yards, but he was looking good early on before he went down with that knee injury. Stay tuned, another hour yet to go. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.